hi everybody. Um, I'm Paul Stevenson and this is Ben Rayner and welcome to Wisdom of the Ages, a webinar and thought shop. Thought shop meaning we're going to get you thinking. We're on a mission. We've got an awful lot to talk about in a very short space of time. So enjoy the journey. Feel free to pump questions. Ben's going to Q&A and uh, as I say we are on a mission over the next 45 minutes and we're going to cover a lot of subject areas in relation to where we are in the world right now and where you could potentially consider your new options and choices when it comes to the way you practice your professional skills. So Ben, let's kick off and let's have a high paced 45 minutes. Well, let's keep it on point, but let's also just go back to go forward. So uh -huh. I think it's really important for everybody who's watching and listening today to understand really where all this, uh, if you like, the, the deep heritage and wisdom has come from, because yeah. you've been collecting this for a number of years now. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for our audience today, this all started for me personally around about 25 years ago. I've been a practicing uh, headhunter and people development expert helping businesses grow through developing people for 25 years. Um, Obviously, Zengility is here. We're on a mission. So a lot of the intellectual property has come from meeting literally thousands of people in relation to how they're expressing their professional value in a corporate environment and fundamentally are now at a precipice of maybe considering um, uh, deploying their skills in a different way. And we're going to come on to those sort of subject areas in a second or two. So the essence of this has come from a lot of research and a lot of experiences of helping people uh, develop and grow. And I think right now, wholeheartedly, and we're seeing this week in, week out, that we're on the revolution of life. And we are now all thinking about how we can improve our lives by how we actually deploy our professional skills. So today is really to highlight a lot of the options and choices that we all have in relation to making some significant shifts in the way we live and the way we work. So with that in mind, you're in good company. I've, I've got one big mantra in life, and I'm sure you'll uh, empathize with this straight away. You're as good as the company you keep, and you are in good company. So um, rest assured, enjoy the journey, feel free to reach out, and uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll give our source intelligence and talk about what uh, could be the options for you? Yeah, so I think what it's really important for those who are watching and listening today is to understand a little bit more about this on-demand economy. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be good if you could, Paul, just explain really what it is, because I'm not sure everyone's really got a grasp of what it is, right. but also why it's here. And then we'll cover off things like the proof points uh, a little bit further sure. down Sure. So long, long story short. So over the last sort of number of years, I've been working with a lot of key individuals and a big part of that sort of rich um, uh, research was really getting an understanding about the work world that they were actually operating in. So if we look at the classic corporate environment right now, uh, it's in massive, it's going through massive change. And a lot of senior executives are pretty much, you know, they're pretty stressed or they're, they're you know, they, they, they really are sort of struggling to sort of haul down what I call um, their professional careers uh, that they've been conditioned to. So the other thing that I've actually uh, detected is a lot more people are looking for more purpose, more fulfillment and a deeper sense of completion, particularly with age ranges between 40 and 65. And as a lot of people now start to pay themselves a visit 
to really consider what their options and choices are to how to actually administer their professional skills in a new way. Now, the corporate environment um, has supported a lot of these people over the years very well uh, from, a, um, from a salary perspective, from a, um, a job title perspective, etc. And, you know, they've, they've, they've carried out some, uh, some really interesting work. However, um, what I'm really trying to say is there are a number of options and choices coming for people to re-administer their professional skills in a new way. So we talk about employment, meaning being employed, possibly very constrained within the environment you're in. But the deployment world is when you are sensing in the employment world that you have got more to offer, you'd like to administer your professional skills in a different way, that might start to lend itself, well, this environment isn't suitable for me anymore, and I'm now considering actually stepping out and looking at different ways of being able to add value and seek more purpose, fulfillment, and a sense of completion in my professional career. So the requirements are changing. And I call it moving from what we call the ego state to a heart-centric state of how you administer your professional skills. So here comes the deployment economy. Let me just drill another layer in. A lot of people I've been working with and basically have experienced sort of helping uh, practice, uh, setting up new practices of recent, um, are looking to be able to add more value. And what I mean by that is the environment that they're currently in is not really allowing them to express their value. And there's this uh, real sort of sense that if they came out of the environment they're in and redeployed their skills, they'd be, they'd be seen, they'd be heard, they'd be able to administer their value and be respected. So there's lots of emotional dynamics there that people are actually going through. But in essence, people are looking for a better life. Yeah. So what are we really meaning behind what we're talking about here? I just want a better life. Yeah. I don't want to be working in a timed environment, i.e. five days a week, um, sort of 12, 18 hour days. I want to be able to actually, what I call perform to value, step away from the conventional way that I'm actually operating and fundamentally start to deploy my skills in a different way in an economy that supports that. And that economy is here, live and kicking now. And yeah. I call that the deployment economy. So if you're looking to be in a, a conditioned, constrained environment, stay where you are. If you're looking to basically redeploy your skills and seek a deeper sense of purpose, fulfillment and a sense of completion, it's time to consider stepping out. So there's a couple of things that I think you've touched on there, Paul, that would be really good to drill down to another layer. Mm -hmm. um, I think the how are people feeling, the undervalued piece, um, the unfulfilled piece, let's come on to that in a second. Can we just go back to this, the piece around value? Because I think it's important for everyone who's watching and listening to understand that organisations are now looking for alternatives around employment as well. So we're in dialogue with a number of uh, yeah. organisations at the moment. We're cultivating a number of relationships and the same message keeps coming back, which is yeah. we don't need people full time anymore. We're not That's looking right. for that environment. Yeah. So if yeah. we could touch on that, but also touch on the piece which you mentioned before, which was this piece around value. And mm. I know you've talked about this uh, yeah. in the Screaming Hearts yeah. podcast about people's value inside the organisation versus outside the organisation. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes people sense and feel that they're 
in a in a constrained environment and are not their value isn't really administered in a uh, in the right way. So people now are starting to think, you know, I uh, you know I'm in this constrained environment. I need to step out and realign my value. The other thing I talk about is perform to value, not time. Often in the corporation, there's a lot of mediocrity. It's time to strip out the mediocrity. You know, I often talk about three days a week, 10 months of the year. I'm not the first to say it. There's a lot of organizations realigning to a four-day week right now. And absolutely, why? Because that's creating what I call a wealthy economy, W-H-E-A-L-T-H. One of the big things that corporations have done very well is obviously proved a lot of profitability, but to the detriment of humanity. And what I'm really talking about there, mentally and physically, there is a huge challenge with being able to sort of support the classic capitalistic environment. It's draining people out. Yeah, yeah. So their value is actually, you know, it's, it, it, they've been taken hostage. That's, that's the general feeling that I get. So if you want to really get down to the 4,000 foot practical stuff here, people are, are cheesed off with having all their time evaporated in what I call high media, you know, environments that actually don't make sense anymore. So yeah. there's another thing. So there's lots of sort of rational reasons why people are considering their sort of uh, their lifestyle options and realigning their skills. Now, when I talk about performance of value, it's about basically working in an environment where a senior exec, as an example, will be able to actually offer the value, not necessarily all the time. Now, we know personally right now, we're working with a number of organizations where classically, they don't need to actually employ, that big word employ, a senior executive like a vice president of sales or operations. What they're looking for is that wisdom. They're looking for that value in a time-bound initiative. Yep. So we call it perform to value. Yep. We're not talking about you going in there five days a week, 12 hours a day. They're looking for, pardon the language, bite sizes of wisdom that enable the business, the environment, to fundamentally um, uh, sustain growth. I sustain yep. growth. Yep. So that's another point. The organizations that a lot of people are talking about is I don't want to work in a high capitalistic environment. Yeah. I want to work in an environment, and I'm using this word a lot, where one, I'll be appreciated, respected, and valued in the right way. And believe me, we are actually working with these organizations right now. We're getting involved with a number of investment institutions that are supporting the green um, revolution, um, where they've got ethical investment and they're needing the intellectual horsepower to basically grow these organizations, but not at any price. The next generation of leadership that are going to come out of corporation to work in these environments are called wealth creators, W-H-E-A-L-T-H. Not wealth in the capitalistic sense, but heart-centric humanity in action on demand. Not necessarily taken hostage in an environment that's going to drain them out and then feel, you know, I'm not really achieving much in life. So obviously passionate on this subject and that sort of lends me on that we are on a mission. It is working, it's working really, really well. So the on-demand economy is here. However, it will come at a little bit of a price because there's a little sacrifice to make. You've got to make change. You've yep. got to start thinking about how you can reshape uh, your skill set to be highlighting the true value of you. Because often the corporation wraps you up, and I don't mean this unkindly, in a job title, with limited meaning, limited influence, yep. 
and it's not allowing you to express your value in the truest sense of you. And I'm going to touch on this subject and we'll touch on it a little bit later today, but your CV is now a fossil, okay? It doesn't represent you in the right way. Um, it gives you, it gives you, it gives the potential employer or anybody that's actually trying to relate to you what I call a superficial synthetic value of meaning, yes, but the new generation of executive is a lot more soul-centric. There's a lot more authenticity there. Do you really know who I am? Well, let's, let's come back onto your brand will matter because your brand will matter. Um, but for the moment, let's, let's just circle um, just a little bit back, which is, I mean, the evidence is all over the press. You know, we've seen the great resignation. I think what's really important, and we sort of touched on this on the car on the way over this morning, because we were, uh, we were delving into the individuals that we've been talking to over the last sort of 24, 36 months and, and understanding why they're feeling the way they are. Because you'll have all seen in the press um, the move to four day weeks and big corporations, but actually the great resignation because it's being plastered everywhere. Mm. People are resigning in swathes. Now, we touched on the car. I, I really like to get under the skin because you've touched on the corporate piece, but this piece of unfulfilled and undervalued yeah. Yeah. because I know you've been working deeply with individuals yeah. uh, I'm uh, th they weren't sure why they were feeling the way they were feeling can you just bring out and try and help those who are listening and watching why perhaps they're feeling the way they're feeling yeah I think it's sort of uh, it's an interesting one because there's a, a big shift in consciousness now I think a lot of uh, a lot of humanity is starting to feel things that they never could plan to feel if that makes sense so yeah. there's a huge a lot of senses going on but I think that with working with certain individuals over the last 24 months, there's been some really common patterns. One of the things that I'll mention right up front is space. A lot of people have come to us and we're working with that fundamentally haven't had the space to think or even consider redesigning, pardon the language, the work life. All right, because they're exhausted, they're tired, and actually some of them are losing their confidence. So I think that's you know, a big, it's got a big part to play in all of this uh, in relation to actually, you know, stepping forward to, you know, the ne next next generation of yourself. Um, but I think that what often happens is there is a, if I'll get to a sort of a quite a holistic level and I'll come and earth it, is the ego can often take you hostage, as we all know. And but somewhere on this journey, there's something saying to you, there's got to be something better than this. Mm -hmm. And that's when your heart starts to kick in and your sort of senses start to tell you that there is a, a better way, I'm sure, I've just got to find it. And that's why we exist. So if you look at, you know, if you, if you asked us why, why have we come about, it's because we saw, I saw 20 years ago, post.com, that technology will actually have a big impact in how we're actually going to live and work. Now, I think that's well overdue. However, I think it will come at a bit of a price because over the next 12 months, we are going to see a lot of corporate restructure as the digital economy starts to kick in. So to a lot of the modern executives that are out there now that are considering their options, the time is perfect to actually realign your skills and your ability and move away from that sort of volatility and start to take charge of your own destiny yep. from a... Um, from a, a, a work perspective, let's use it that, but work loaded with passion, fulfillment, and align it to, you know, some true sense of value, which is what I believe a lot of people are actually missing. But you have to create the space. A lot of people haven't got time to think. Yep. And I think that's one of the common things that we've 
administered over the last couple of years, working with individuals and helping them craft their professional service practice, build a portfolio um, lifestyle business. The other myth about employment is salary. They think their net value is basically their salary. That's it. That's all they're worth. Well, I've got news for you. I've got news for you. You're probably worth an awful lot more. You just don't know it because of your conditioning. Um, because one of the big things that has always been a challenge from coming away from your, you know, your conditioned environment is, will I be able to survive and earn the money and all the rest of it? Well, I've got great news for you. Yes, you can. And there's multiple ways of doing it. And there's a high probability that your value is worth more outside of the work world that you're in than what it is inside. Yeah. And that we have debunked. Yeah. We've proven it that you can actually do better by administering less time on a perform-to-value model than actually basically um, being captured in the, the one environment. So it's it's there's lots of pros and pros and benefits to that. Cool. Um, we've got uh, we've got a question that's just come in. Okay. So I'll give good. you give you give you a chance to um, uh, give you a chance to take a breath. Um, uh, this lady's looking to know and is interested to know if we see any trends in certain industries. So I think when uh, she asked this question, we were talking about the uh, the switch in the Great Resignation. So are we seeing trends in certain industries or in certain countries more than the others, or any areas where this is becoming a pain point to the point where people are exiting um, more than others? So, and I think your piece around technology is probably the deeper well, okay. answer to the question. So I'm going to ask, it's going to go two layers. We'll go 36,000 foot to start with, which we go on a vision of what's happening over the next 10 years. And let's use space. Right now, let's just use space. So if you think about it logically, technology over the last 10 years has been coming at us like a steam train. It's been you know, digital transformation, right? So we're rewiring systems and processes on a global scale, big time. Over the next five years, um, humans, are going to be marginalized, okay? And we're going to see it actually from here on. There's going to be a lot of redundancies this year because obviously, I mean, markets are starting to collapse. Stock markets are obviously, I don't want to go there, but bottom line is there's going to be a lot of pressure in the boardroom to drive profit, okay? So that's the first thing. Yep. So bottom line is uh, this is not going away and this is going to continue right throughout the next, I would say the next decade is we actually really truly digitize our lives. It's here. Um, we're moving with it and we've got to learn to embrace it. And I think the wisdom, hopefully, that's listening to this um, thought shop today are in that position to say, well, how do I actually re-administer my skills? But more importantly, how do I sustain, sustain that? Because as the, as the quarters, as the years tick by, there's going to be a lot of um, turbulence in the, pardon the language, in the work world and your lifestyle is going to actually come under impact. Trends that I'm seeing are operational. There's a lot of operational change around. There's a big need for strategists. There's a big need for sales and marketing influencers. There's a huge need for new world leadership um, to re-administer their leadership skills, particularly in the early stage businesses. And that's what we're working with. We're working with the ethical investment environment and we're working with their whole their portfolios. And that is growing on a weekly basis. Why? Because we want to be in a position to be able to enable you to come away from the environment and then transition in. Our goal as a company is to become a portfolio management business. 
uh, managing executives right throughout their uh, right throughout this journey. This is not a, a kind of get rich quick scheme and out you go. We are managing individuals over a period of time. But there are super loads of great trends. Um, one of the big skills that's needed uh, right now is creativity. Um, there's a lot of uh, artistic sort of skills required for the new world economy. Um, wisdom uh, to enable uh, CEOs to fundamentally make better impactful decisions. And uh, long, long story short, all of these uh, skills and abilities don't need to be working um, full time, but they could be working full time, part time. Now, there's some jargon to make the point, but that jargon is real. OK, think about it. You know right now if you're working or you're administering your professional capability in a five day week, if you could only cut out the mediocrity, you'd be able to do it in three, four. You know that. But the problem is the environment doesn't lend itself to that. Yes, there are some supporting conditions. Yep. But the point is, when you become a deployed person, meaning you're outside supplying back in, I know this sounds a bit weird, but the bottom line is you're seen, you're heard and you're respected for your value. And I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people sort of suffering that right now. I don't feel valued. I don't feel respected. I want to step away and actually re-administer my skills. And, and that's what this is about. And uh, businesses are actually very up for it. In fact, last night, I'm going to give you a real-time case. I'm working with an international med tech company, um, early stage, I've got to say, um, on the friendlier side of life. They're not a public company. Um, and we're scaling America right now, and they want part-time executives. They don't need full-time people. And that's amazing because fundamentally these are senior, senior people open up big areas of the American market. Brilliant. I think that, um, I think that covers that off uh, really, really neatly. So basically what we're seeing is pressure in the boardrooms, technology yeah. taking over roles. Correct. Uh, therefore, the market gets uh, shrinking, flooded with people. Yeah. Um, your CV then ends up on the pile with everybody yeah. else, and the only way you're going to stand out is basically by expressing yourself through a yeah. brand rather than a piece of paper, which yeah. is a potted history of the past. Well, it's, it's easy for us to say this, all of this, Ben, because we're outside in, yeah. so we're observing all of this, but we're not just observers. I've got to get this stressed. We're doing something about it. Yep. We're recognising that a lot of people have got many problems right now, but we're fixing it. All right, we're not here as, unfortunately, the British, and I, I'll say this, you know, we're a bunch of observers. We wait for things to really tip over. One of the biggest skills I've ever had in business, and I've been an entrepreneur for a long, long time, is anticipation. And I'm anticipating the next decade has been the most turbulent decade a lot of us will actually live through. It can be either very exciting or completely soul-destroying, depends. But it's going to take action. And that's a key thing for me. And I think people are looking for ritualized, better lives. They know they can do it, but they need people to help them. And that's why we exist. So my mission, Ben, and I'm sure you'll echo this, is we're here to help liberate people from their current state to move them into the next generation of them. Yep. We're here for you. Uh, we're not here to basically, you know, this is not all about us. This is about us creating an environment and a facility to help make that transition. And that was off the back of a vision I had 20 years ago. So technology is not going away. Yeah. But it is definitely going to replace humanity in the work world over the next 10 years. So best to prepare. 
So, so that's perfect, actually, because this leads nicely onto another question that we've just had. Uh, so thank you, Tony, for this. Um, Tony's just asked, how impactful do uh, we feel that the pandemic's really been in enforcing professionals to get some space and perspective about what's really important in life? And maybe that is one of the factors for the great resignation. He goes on to say that because we now know there is an alternative to being chained to a title. And I think in in a in a really I get it. yeah in yeah. a smart T is that tony it is tony, tony great question yeah. absolutely love it um right the blessing and the curse covid right whatever side of the fence you sit on i'm neutral but the this is a perfect time covid has been a blessing because it's put people back at home home is where the heart is okay and this is i call it kitchen talk we're all having different conversations in the evenings with our kitchen with our wife sorry not talking to the kitchen where your puppies are but anyway <laughs> bottom line is um we're all talking to our wives and, and you know our husbands and we're trying to work it out aren't we well the bottom line is home is where the heart is and tony your question is absolutely spot on people now are digging deep i call it we're mining for gold what i mean by that is we're moving from egocentric mind centric yeah, all the classic stuff we've been conditioned to over the last 25 years, and we're going heart-centric. We're now starting to feel things we've never felt before. You know, we're reshaping our lives. We're, 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 we're taking, you know, it's all about less, not more. And that comes back to what we're talking about here is about simplicity is at the heart of it, hence the word Zen. We've created a calm environment to help you make these big decisions. And they're not easy decisions, and we don't take those decisions lightly, hence why we're supporting with as much as we possibly can and offering our professional services to help you become better in the world that we're in. So um, yes, COVID has had a massive impact and it will continue to do so as different things come. What we've got now coming from April onwards is going to be an economic challenge. So we've had the health challenge, i.e. Our, you know, our health's been um, at risk. Now what's coming is basically the, the financial side of it. Markets are wobbling, things aren't too good. And once again, it's going to be a big, rapid um, global restructure. So with anticipation in mind, all you leaders out there, I'm anticipating big change. And I'm sure you're feeling it, but are you acting on it? That's the big thing, right? Because we do need to sort of plan to win, not to survive. Now, not win at any price because we are going into that new world. But unfortunately, I think we're going to see a lot of capitalistic values come to the surface over the next couple of years because there's going to be disruption in the boardroom because profits are going to be not there. Right. And the markets are starting to reflect that. So we've we've got some real human dynamics to play out here. But mm. the, the the greatness of the pandemic, if you want to use that term, yeah. uh, it's been awful for many, but fundamentally it's given us a lot of time to reflect and I talk about taking that reflection to a p point of decision point. Yeah. It's all right reflecting, but don't suffer decision dysfunction. Make decisions. Yeah. Step away. Make it happen. I think um, I just want to uh, pull this point that um, Paul's very kindly made, which is um, I think uh, what we've been able to do in the last uh, sort of 10 minutes is actually help him um, and Paul, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you, you just put scarily relevant. Um, he's got a full-time role. Right. Yeah. And he's got three external roles uh, outside of that, external board roles outside of that. Right. Uh, his fulfillment is coming from the external roles. Right. And he, we're actually helping him understand how he's feeling about his well, situation. Well done, Paul. So. I mean, continue with it, Paul. It's fantastic to hear. It'd be good to uh, connect with you at some point. But... Uh, that's interesting because what we've got, I mean, I, you know, the corporations, guys, have, have served as major for the last, you know, 30, 50 years, whatever. 
But the bottom line is it's time for change. And I think as we see the New World corporations reform themselves over the next decade, it'll be the new leadership is wealth creators. As I said, it's all about health. It's about wellness. It's about community. It's about good company. If anybody looks at the origins of company, it's all about people getting together, yeah, socially, and then doing business, strangely enough. So it's very heart-centric. And then breaking bread, having food. That's the origins of company. Not a lot of people know that. And that's where it all came from. So um, the can word... We, can we just touch the on The word that? busyness yeah. needs to go. Who yeah. wants to be busy all the time? Yeah. You know, that, that, it's not the right word anymore, but busyness, is I, it? I know it wasn't part of the agenda, but I just want to touch on that piece around breaking bread around the table because mm. it, it touches on something that we've talked about um, a lot over the last sort of 12 months, which is around competition mm. and around this notion of breaking bread and actually, right. there is enough for everybody. There is. And it, 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 but the problem is, with one thing and another that's going on in the economy right now, is fear is at the heart of it all, right? Bottom line is, there's a, bit, a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of cortisol kicking around. You might think it's not. It is. And I think people are caught between a number of places. Um, so, you know, we need to sort of start to think through that. And overall, this is going to take a a much more considered approach. I mean, yeah. we stand for this. We are moving away from fear, fight, and competition. We've got to, right? We're talking about saving the planet. For God's sake, we've got to stop spending. We've got to stop producing. We've got to realign the way we do what we do in the way we do it. So I've got a big question for a lot of executives that might be considering, um, uh, hopefully working with us, but equally, um, are considering their decisions right now. It's not what you do, it's how you do it. Yeah, but more importantly, how you achieve it. That is a really big thing because we're busy doing, but what are we achieving? And that's the whole dynamic of sh the shift that's coming is perform to value, right? Not time. Work it out. Have a think about it. You know, you've sat in meetings. I have. That's where I did my research for 25 years, supporting um, predominantly tech businesses, innovators coming from the US on big capitalistic plans which were fantastic in the 90s. As soon as we got to 2010, it all went absolutely peak tongue because there was too much. The all whole economy is saturated. Technically, it's saturated. So we believe it's all now going to be around truth, trust, and, and basically collaboration. So as a business, as a practice, we, you know, we're talking to ethical investors on a weekly basis, and it's all about collaboration. They know we're on a mission and they're saying, yeah, we'd love to talk to you because we need executives from your portfolio to actually work with, yeah. to help us yeah. with our young innovators. They just so happen to be in the right space because the big request from the corporate exec is I want to feel a sense of val I'm, I'm valued and I'm respected. Yeah. That's yeah. what's missing. Salary, money is a close second. So right? if, we, if we just touch on that, then that comes back to the reason people are feeling undervalued unfulfilled mm -hmm. is because that recognition and reward has almost gone out of the system. Correct. So it's always, as soon as that target or that yeah. element has been reached, it's right, I'm on to the next thing, I'm on to so the next it, thing. It, it, we, we, if we focus on lack, right? It, 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 we're always talking about like one quarter out, another one starts. And, you know, I'm talking a lot of execs right now that fundamentally are having difficulty planning um, because we don't know what's happening in the next 12 months. And um, it's turning people off. They're saying, well, we don't know. Yeah. And I call it sensing. 
So if we look at some of the, uh, you know, some of the, uh, my view of the world is as simple as that. Listen to your gut, listen to your heart. And a lot of you are here today looking for something, right? Or you wouldn't have turned up, right? The bottom line is your heart's got you here. These guys are touching a chord somewhere. I know they are. Thank you. That's exactly why we're here is because we're here to help you make sense of that. Yeah. So part of what I call the big anticipation over the next 10 years is listen to what's going on within you and stop conforming and start to think about releasing yourself from the norm. And, you know, we talked about CV a bit earlier, and I know that we're, you know, touching on a lot of subject areas here, but it's a fossil, guys. It's actually a synthetic version of who you really are. I know it. And basically, um, you know, I, I transmit CVs right now because I'm still a practicing headhunter. And, you know, I run a number of searches. I do it in a different way. But equally, I know the CV doesn't tell me half of what the individual's about. Now, I'm going to tell you now in no uncertain terms, I actually ran a search last year for a CFO for one of my clients. I had 1,500 applicants. Okay. And I got through 150 people and I had my shortlist. What happened to the rest? There was probably gold there. Now, it's time to really think about you as a brand, a professional brand. And that's something that we facilitate and we're actually working on. Why? Because that is the authentic you. Yeah. And I know we said we weren't going to touch on this, but I think we should because we do have a question in here, which is in and around the... Um, if you like the practicalities of what people can do to transition. So yeah. uh, we weren't going to touch on this, but because it's been asked, I think I think it's really important for everyone to understand that there is no one solution for yeah. one person. There are mm -hmm. different for the solutions for different people. Yeah. So we're not prescriptive. So the one thing you don't get with Zengility, and particularly myself, is um, is there's not what everybody is unique. Everybody is original, unique, and hopefully remarkable. And those are three things that we've got to think about. What is the originality of you and the unique piece? And that's the piece that we work on. This is not follow the program, tick the boxes, and you're done. It's not like that. Every single individual has a unique um, element to them, and they've got their sort of uh, their wants and needs in their way. And this is this is quite interesting actually, because this is what I see coming is. Um, we're seeing the end of what I would call status anxiety as we had it. You know, we all kind of like were conditioned to sort of do things in a certain way. That's breaking up. People are now saying, I don't want this, I don't want that. They're starting to really filter how they operate as individuals. And that's something that I consider deeply, particularly when I'm running my executive clinic. You know, a lot of people come to me with a lot of real heartfelt problems um, that we need to debunk very, very quickly. But you can't do it with your classic models and all of this stuff. It's something that's sort of a thing of the past for me. Yep. Every single individual is unique. And there are some common threads, without question, uh, from a skills perspective and preferences. But that has to be packaged in relation to you. And that relates back also to environment. Okay, I always used to feel nobody ever gets fired. They just have ended up in the wrong place. Okay, so it's important that you know all of these considerations come, and you know as well as I do that the big antidepressant for making a job move used to be money, right? Why? Because we're all on that trajectory of life, and more money, better life. Well, I'd question that right now because that has come at a price. Um, now it's it's not saying we're going to negate money. It's about realigning our relationship with money and basically looking at what when is enough enough 
and that's something else to consider. So when it comes into re-architecting uh, your life work, your work life, whatever term you want to put on it, or your professional expression, um, all of these considerations need to be put in. And that's unique. That's not just a stock process that you can just roll out with anybody. Yeah, and that um, <laughs> neatly leads us on. We've had a cracking question from Jeff. Um, he's basically said that this is excellent, but he wants to understand the big question, which is how do you take the first step? What is the first step? In his current environment? Well, I mean, I think, I think he well, was... Je Jeff, uh, Jeff, you, 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 come and talk to us. That's the first step. Yeah? You look for guidance. So if we look at a Sherpa, it's, it's what we're about. That's why we're here. Is to, the first step is actually to think wholeheartedly, what do you really want to be? Who, who, well, the first question you ask yourself, who am I? Right? Um, but, you know, we don't want to too deep on that one. The first step is basically start to turn your thinking into practical action. Do something about it. Yeah? Because the conditioning needs to be broken and you need to be fundamentally reconditioned throughout, you know, and it takes time. This is not something you want to need you. You've got to plan it. So anybody genuinely that's sitting listening to this, this is not about tomorrow. This is about the day after tomorrow and the day after that. This is about looking at that sort of next 10 years of your, your, your future and putting a new design in place. And that's going to be um, needing a lot of skill, but equally a little bit of time, create some space and configure it. You know, I run a clinic and, and that's really just a bite size of the art of the possible. Yeah, and that clinic really does discover very, very quickly whether this is the right trajectory for you. I run a base camp that's all about really understanding what is truly possible. And then we go on to a, you know, a bigger journey from there if needed. But the long and short of it is create space. Is it Jeff that asked the question? It was Jeff, yeah. Jeff, the big thing you can do is create space. You need time to think. All right. I know, I know and you need to feel. Yeah, I know we're not um, we're, we're not going off piece, but we are slightly. But actually, uh, it's only because we spoke about this uh, yesterday. Uh, can we just go through the corporate world? And we talked about the aeroplane analogy yesterday when we were having a chat. And I just mm. think it's really good for people to understand that they never actually get to land, really. Do yeah. They? So I, I use the aeroplane at thirty six thousand feet. So classic Monday morning. You know, you're gaining altitude in your, your work world. And by the way, I've got, uh, I've got some, I think most people don't really start work until two o'clock on a Monday. And they usually finish around 12 o'clock mentally on a Friday. And that's that the, you, you took it, taken hostage in two, two, two places there. Anyway, the aeroplane effect is this. Um, to administer a wealthy life, a health at the center of it, you are, you know, you're climbing altitude on a, on a, on a Monday to 36,000 foot and you're driving through your week or you're flying through your week at altitude. One of the big issues that I've discovered over the last 20 years is people are not coming down for months. So for, you know, to have an effective um, uh, work world, you've got to basically be able to self-administer and manage your um, health and your time by dropping down at certain points of the week. I'm talking about keeping your health intact, both mentally and physically. That is very, very important. So if you're flying at altitude at 36,000 feet for months at a time, you're going to burn out. And not only that's going to strip your soul because you're not going to have any time to create any space because the space that you create is fundamentally going to be used for your family or keeping your marriage intact, if you don't mind me saying that, or spending time with your children, or just recovering. 
you know, that's a form of survival, but you're getting paid a lot of money to survive, right? There is the new wealth, and that is fundamentally all about your health, your professional ability aligned appropriately to actually make sense of it all, and that's what it's about. Last year, I designed um, uh, what I call a non-exec status called Active Client Executive on the request of a number of businesses I was working with that said, we don't want non-execs in the traditional sense. We want an active client exec that will influence the board, but basically get operationally involved, whether it's sales and marketing, whether it's even procurement. You know, there are so many um, sort of outlets for your skills. And I call it your source intelligence re-administered. It's a really cool thing to go through. And I think the experience you get is you don't realize how valuable you are because you've been typecast in the environment for so long. It often can give you a false sense of your true value. And yeah. that's a big thing. And I think that's the work that the bit that I get off on is being able to, you know, work through that and express that um, for an or with an individual to, to help them realign their value. Hopefully that's answering the, a few of those questions. So just to just to s summarize that then paul individuals uh initially have a have a conversation yeah and then perhaps uh, go into a clinic yeah and then the outcomes of that clinic are purely based on that individual's Correct. wants needs where they're at and that yeah. could be an ace practitioner as you've just described yeah. Yeah. it could be um as a consultant uh, it could be uh, rebranding themselves and actually going mm -hmm. back into a, a different environment mm -hmm. so the lots of options and choices then oh huge i mean i think the um the, the ironic thing here is that everybody has a unique value and it, it's to be expressed. That's what I found. There is and taking charge and taking control of your time, having multiple choices takes an effort. So if I just sort of like really push push back at the minute, think about your courage right now where you are, you're administering courage, surviving in the environment you're in. Yeah. OK. Now, if you free yourself up with that and realign all of that, you get to a new level and you realize that if I spent X time on, you know, looking to achieve a different sort of sense of expression of me in my set market as a domain expert or, or, or whatever, that's going to give me a lot more balance and a lot more flexibility and a lot more control. And that's very, very, very important. I would say 10 years ago, the market wasn't as fertile as it is now, but I think and I definitely, definitely know because I'm living proof and experience of it, is the next decade is the revolution of life. Mega things are going to change. There is no normal anymore. And I think one of the things that we need to take advantage of as business execs is if it's feeling just too much of a grind, we've got to really take charge and take change. Retirement is often now seen as a not the goal anymore. People are looking for a bigger sense of completion. They want to go beyond retirement. Um, I call retirement, it's a bit aggressive, but it's a modern man's failure or a modern person's failure. Um, because a lot of people get to retirement, and I've had the experience of, of doing that, and then they basically want to go on a bit longer, but they're not quite sure what they want to do. So we are talking to a lot of people who are actually believe it or not, senior board executives that have retired for a year and then said, I've had enough of this. I want to go and do something, yeah. which is quite interesting. So skills on demand is the next big thing. The way we live our lives is the next big thing. There are multiple choices and ops. You know, from our point of view is we run an exec clinic. You know, it's a considered investment 
for a huge outcome. We're on a mission to change the world of work and liberate executives to a new level of status within themselves and how they express that to the wider market. So we are heart centric. This is not an ego, you know, sort of capitalistic business model by any stretch of the imagination. It's about helping people reach a deeper sense of value within themselves. That's what this is about. Um, just, a, just a comment as much as anything else, but it neatly sort of starting to bring us towards wrapping up towards the end. But um, uh, this is fantastic, really resonates with me, having spent 20 plus years for the same company. I've totally conditioned, lots to think through. Just to let you know, the recording will be available after. Um, they've asked uh, if they can watch it back and obviously make next steps. I guess the question I was going to ask you, Paul, is who's this suitable for then? Uh, this is suitable for people that have got a, a deep sense within themselves that they want a purpose-driven professional life where they're seeking fulfillment, a deep sense of completion in the environment they're going to operate in. I work with you personally on a one-to-one -one basis to actually help you express that. My clinic is a good option for you. I keep touching on that, but uh, I get my fulfillment from helping others express themselves. That's why I'm sitting here. Um, so start thinking, but more importantly, start making decisions. That's very, very much, create space, think about it. Uh, there are multiple options. And remember, the next generation of leadership are wealth creators, W-H-E-A-L-T-H. You could be that. So anybody that's looking to make a difference in the world, I'm working with some senior VPs in the pharmaceutical industry at the minute and the medtech industry. And the bottom line is, it's just a tonic to deal with people that are looking to make greater good. And the great news is, the market's fertile, guys. And that's what happens, you get boxed in to a one-dimensional environment where it's all about this. It's not, there's stacks going on and there's so much opportunity out there. It's just about understanding where you wanna play and how you wanna play it. And yes, it's just a game. So uh, just to wrap up, um, if you'd like to step forward, uh, you can do so. At the end screen, uh, there'll be an email address. It's imogen.rainer at zengility.life. You can reach out on there. You can go on our website, fill in the form. You can pick up the phone. Um, you can personal message myself. You can personal message Paul on LinkedIn. Um, so all I want to do is say thank you very much for attending and listening. And the best is indeed yet to come. Definitely. Be original, be unique, and don't forget, be remarkable. Thank you.